in Northfield, Minnesota, and we are live here. It is 2.07 p.m. Central Time on Friday, or how people in Minnesota, Friday, Friday, like that. They kind of say it like that, like Monday, Monday. Anyway, uh, it is February 19th, oh, January 19th, excuse me. If it was February 19th, we'd be a month closer to winter being over, which would be great. Seeing how it is a straight-up deep freeze. And uh, let's see. Man, it was cold. I went out this morning with my son doing some driving with him. It is 5 degrees right now, but with the wind chill, it is negative 12. We have been in the deep freeze for a week, but we are coming out of it. Sunday, it'll be 21 degrees. Monday, it'll be 32. Then it goes up from there, 33, 34, 35, 36, 33, back up to 30. 37 the following Sunday. That's good. Because a week from tomorrow, we'll be preaching. One of the events somewhere, I think, anyway. Uh, we'll be out there preaching. So good, good, good. And Because uh, right now, I mean, when you walk around here, unless you want to freeze, like I have these camo insulated bibs on, or insulated pants on. They're not bibs because I hate bibs. But um, and then I obviously a sweatshirt and then a coat I have to run around in and all that kind of stuff. So, but so we are um, definitely feeling it here, and we're we'll be glad when the it gets a little little warmer out. So you pray for us. By the way. Somebody donated some money. What a blessing. They donated for two things. One was for our printer. The second one was for our amp. And the rest, so the rest of the money we're going to use, because we have to pay Andrew for the camera. The camera that you see when you watch our sermons live, Andrew got that camera for us. Well, actually, we bought it off Andrew. We have to pay him for it, though. It's like 1100 bucks. So we're paying that off, as well as all our other normal bills. So, uh, praise the Lord, somebody sent us some money, though, the other day to pay for the camera and, or not the camera, the uh, printer, which we got another printer, by the way, because our printer is going bad quick. It is, and this deal was an exceptionally good deal. Brand new, this printer was like a $4,000 printer, and we're getting it for $500 with $500 worth of ink. So, what a deal. Uh, anyway, so praise the Lord for that. And uh, so we are uh, moving forward with that. Uh, we're going to pick that printer up probably Sunday, I think, sometime um, in the afternoon. Uh, and get that print in tracks because we're going to need it. And books because Brother Paul and his family, their geocentricity book is out already. And... Uh, uh, for children, so you know we're going to be right. Uh, we are going to be uh, putting that online. We'll actually put the geocentricity track, or not tracked. It's not a tracked book. Okay, on online it'll be downloadable. It's for children, and uh, we're going to start out with the young ones, with the little ones, and. Uh, that's 
that's who it's uh, designed for, okay? And uh, that will be out on our website. It'll be downloadable. And then we'll also have one that we will have for people here that'll be printed. So anyway, we'll see how that all goes and how we deal with all that fun stuff as the time goes by here. But uh, we always have projects and always things going on, always a ton of things going on. Uh, and all that good stuff. So you pray for us about all these different projects, all these different plans that we have, and all that good stuff. Because uh, there's definitely a lot. A lot going on, amen? But And of course, Canada. My place is booked up. I've got the place for Andrew and Rachel, where they're staying at is booked up. Uh, and uh, we have all kinds of other things to plan, though. So we are working on all that and trying to get uh, trying to get that all figured out. So you pray for us about that. In fact, I, I had one of the brothers contact me from Pennsylvania the other day and uh, sent me that Russian book and all that stuff. Okay. And uh, anyway, so you pray for us about all those things. Lots of good things ahead. And um, they're going to be writing another book on Joshua's long day. And another one will be on on Hezekiah's day as well. So uh, we'll be doing some more things and all that good stuff. So you pray for us, and we will continue to press on with all of these uh, things that are going on right now. Now, I should probably on Monday cover Davos. It should be kind of all the information should be out by then, and I'll probably cover um, the World Economic Forum, which the Pope is pressing the World Economic Forum. Very interesting. So we'll we'll uh we'll figure all that out next week, and then we'll probably do another Jesuits, and then maybe next week I'll do another um maybe next week I'll do another man on the street there. Uh, we'll do some more of those interviews, okay? So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh yes, pray for all the paperwork. To go through that all of it comes back and you have it all and uh, all that good stuff. So you pray for us about that, okay? Because uh, we've got a lot of interesting things going on with that. And uh, anyway, so be praying for all of these other things that are going. Because there is a ton of, of, of uh, work that we have to do. I'm going to be studying for the Colosseum tomorrow. Since it's freezing cold, I'm glad to be inside. And I've been running on my treadmill or my treadmill every day. I think every day this week I have. I might take today off, though, and then go back at it tomorrow. So five days a week. Five times 40 is 200, 
200 minutes of cardio a week, that's pretty good. That's not bad. I go 40 minutes. Not bad. So, anyway. Um, and I'm going to get some weights here, too. I'm going to get a weightlifting thing here because I want to do some lifting with Lucius. And Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my, my wife and daughters do some lifting. Lifting's good for you. So it's good to be strong and do some things that will keep you strong. Strengthen you up a little bit. So, anyway. Anyway, so we will look at all that fun stuff as time goes by. Pray for us uh, about all that, that the Lord would continue to provide uh, for all the needs for everything. And um, look at that, the LGBTQ transgender Marxist takeover. I just put that on Sermon Audio. That was from last week. This is just went on Sermon Audio right here. So it is on there now. That was last week's episode on the transgender issue. And now we're going to talk about coming for your children, the transgender laws, and other things that are going on. This was called the transgender takeover. And uh, there you go. So we'll be getting out evangelism. We'll start uh, again for us, uh, open-air preaching. We'll be back out. Uh, we were on New Year's Eve, as you know, and New Year's Day because we were out for a long time. We didn't get done to about 1 o'clock. Got home at about 3, something like that. Uh, but we, uh, we'll be going out two weekends in a row. So i got to study for the Coliseum tomorrow, get the martyrs portion of the Coliseum ready, and in a few weeks we'll be recording that. But he is working on it right now. Uh, Brother Andrew will be working on that this weekend, too, probably. His portion of it, the video portion. So you pray about that for us. And, hey, if you'd like to give to our ministry, here you go. This is how you do it. PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay at oldpazbaptistchurch.org. Or go to PayPal directly, salvationpreacher at gmail.com. You can go there. Uh, or scroll down to the bottom of the page on Sermon Audio, and there's our address, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. There you go. Anyway, just keep that in your remembrance, okay? Lots of expenses coming up for that trip. Most of that trip is going to be live. Well, except me in the car with my children, because I, do I, I don't put my family on spot like that live rolling down the road. I'm not, a, I'm not an internet influencer. I'm a pastor. So, anyway, but, uh, so... There's a difference, right? Look at that. Hey, look, the Pope started the charismatic church. He did? Oh, yeah, he did. That's right, he did. That's right, he did. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He did. Okay. So, what's going on with this crazy, weird, psychotic, transgender... Law, takeover, crazy stuff, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on with that. You know, they never stop, evil never stops pushing forward. We can't stop fighting it with the word of God. 
we can't stop fighting it with the truth. Uh, let's see. This one. This one. I, I want to watch this one first. Okay. There are so many confused children out there. They live in a confusing world. Now, God's made the world very clear by the scriptures clear. The scriptures teach us we don't take anything from the world. We take it from the word of God. So I want you to listen to this video as we we go through this. Biden administration's newly proposed policy cancels Christian parents. Allow the placement of children into the home. A proposed Biden administration policy change may prevent foster children from being placed in the homes of Christians. The new policy would disallow the placement of children into the homes of foster parents who oppose what's called gender-affirming care and LGBTQ ideologies. On this week's episode of The Global Lane, the American Family Association's James Taylor says the proposed change is far-reaching and it's about more than foster care. Certainly this rule and accompanying legislation in the Senate and the U.S. House, there's a bill called the Paris Hilton Bill. This rulemaking and this bill together will drive Christians out of the foster care system. But the most important thing for listeners to understand is that this is not just about foster care. When the Biden administration is saying that if you are a Christian parent or a Christian foster care provider, that you are not providing a safe environment for kids, what they mean is you're providing a dangerous environment for kids. And when kids are in danger, that's defined as abuse. So what they are literally doing is beginning to define Christian parents teaching a biblical worldview, define that as a form of abuse if you deny basically the LGBTQ lifestyle for your children. Right. So here's how this is working. If you don't subscribe to the LGBTQ platform their acceptance if you don't push it then what's going to happen is you're going to be labeled an abuser that you're an abusing children so not the people that want to give your children hormonal drugs change the makeup of their body and chop their genitals off. Those people are not the abusers. You are because you won't accept it. Because you don't accept lies. Because you don't accept false science. Or science falsely so-called. So, in other words, that's what they're doing. That's their goal. That's the plan. Okay? It's the plan. Why? Because they're Marxists. And Marxists are perverts. And they're satanic, is what they are. They're Jesuits. So because they are, because they are Marxists, because they are perverts, because they are like that, if you're not like that, 
See, they don't want acceptance. What they want is full participation. They don't want acceptance. They want your children to be indoctrinated. Now, what do we do about this as, as Christians in, the, in that sense? What do you do? Well, first of all, the one thing you do is, number one, don't take your children to public school. Number one. You see, in order for this to work, even, by the way, this is in the most extreme situations. Okay? Don't take your children to public school. Public school is indoctrination. It is a government-induced indoctrination center. So if you put your children in public school, they are being indoctrinated with that ideology. That's the whole purpose of government schools. Government schools were designed to... Propagandize children to, in essence, make them creatures of the state, a product of statism. Plato's Republic. Um, who else? Oh, I don't think it was Socrates, but it could have been. That, that's what it's for. That's the design. It's for the state... To indoctrinate them into the beast system. That's what it's for. And that's what they're doing. And you have to, the only reason why a child turns out this way is because they've been indoctrinated or recruited into it. A child doesn't wake up someday and say, well, if they're born a girl, well, I think I'm going to be a boy today. No, when children have questions about things, which children often do when they're young, you talk to them. You communicate with them. You address those things. You also make in the home clear lines of distinction between male and female. And you also encourage those children. The way that God made them is perfect. Not that they're perfect. They're a fallen creature in a fallen world. But the way God made them is perfect. And if you want to use the word foster, then you foster those things into a child. You raise up a young man to be a young man. You raise up a young lady to be a young lady. You teach them. You instruct them. That's what you do. 
And by doing that, you encourage them in their life as they're growing up. Someone has to indoctrinate a child into this, foster the wrong things in children to go down that road. And by the way, it doesn't have to even be homosexual activity. It's early sexual activity and a child will confuse them. It confuses them. It rocks their stability. So that's why you're careful with your children, who has them, what they do with them, how they instruct them, how they teach them. Who watches them? That's the that's what happens and it can happen anywhere. And that's why that's why things must be done a biblical way. It must be done a biblical way. Not to mention the drugs that they have young children on. Not parented, not watched, not raised. All those things lead to that. All those things can lead to that. Public school's a hellhole. I went to one. I know what it was like. It's awful. And it was bad back then. And I'm 47. That was 30-some years ago. That is where this is headed. They're beginning with foster care, but there's a push already to terminate parental rights when parents do not agree with their child's chosen LGBTQ lifestyle. Okay, so this goes way beyond foster care. It's just the beginning, a slippery slope. Explain how you think this policy would demonstrate bias against Christian foster parents. Give us an example of how it might discriminate against the religious convictions of, I guess, not only Christians, but devout Muslims and Jews. Uh, this would, I mean, this would be any parent who, for instance, believes that it's, it's not healthy for their child to undergo, for instance, an experimental sex change operation. Uh, this is not just about Christians. This is about this is about parents trying to do what is best for their children's mental health and their children's physical health. Literally, what this is about is replacing parents, terminating parental rights, replacing parents with the government. And you, we're seeing this in states like Minnesota and California that are so-called trans refuge states. But what that means if a state is a trans refuge state is that they're allowing kids, let's say from Mississippi or Texas or wherever it may be, 
those kids, let's say they, they, you know, you meet a, you meet a man online and this friend drives you to Minnesota and you get a sex change operation. The state of Minnesota is not going to allow the parents of that child to get their child back. Right. So you you see that they're not going to allow their, their parents, right. To get their child back. Oh, it's a trans refuge state. So don't allow your children to be indoctrinated by these devils. And that won't happen as easy, right? That won't happen as easy. But when you when when people allow their children to be indoctrinated, like how would your child even know about any of those things? Hang on a second. I got to tell Betty she's commenting on the wrong one. Not live chat. There you go. Like, how would your children even have that concept given to them? Unless someone indoctrinated them. Like I said, you don't just wake up in the morning and say, hey, I think I'm going to go travel to a state far away. And I'm going to have them chop my genitals off today. Uh... Yeah, that's not like a topic of conversation at my dinner table. Oh, wait, we have a dinner table, though. Oh, wait, we actually eat with our children. We actually spend time with our children. We actually take our children places. We actually parent our children so we're with them all the time. Raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, teaching them, not allowing them to be indoctrinated by a bunch of psychopaths. A bunch of perverts. Look at him and tell him you're a bunch of perverts is what you are. Let's just be real. You're a bunch of perverts. I tell him that. I tell him all that. I tell that stinking governor that and that state legislator that too. You're a stinking pervert is what you are. You want to recruit children from other states? So you could chop their genitals off? What, do you want them as a trophy on your wall? You sick freak? Right. They're a bunch of monsters of iniquity is what they are. They are monsters of iniquity. And I'm telling you, the reason they're doing it is to push a backlash. And they're going to get it. Not for me. I follow the book. I follow the scriptures. They're going to get it. That's going to happen. It Because that's what this is about. They're pushing a hard right regime in. And that's what they're going to do. That's, that's, what they're, that's what they're doing right now. They're going to push a hard right regime in. Remember that. That's what they're doing. That's the goal. Did you think Trump's going to be president? Yeah, I I do. I I do. 
I think he's going to be a doozy. You're essentially terminating those parental rights and putting that child into the Minnesota foster care system, terminating those parental rights and, you know, basically. Yeah, terminating their parental rights. Hey, I got a question for you. You ready for this? I got a question for you. Whoever gave the federal or state government the right to terminate something that God Almighty gave me, you didn't give it to me. Walls didn't give it to me. He may be able to steal $17 billion from us with a smile on his crooked face. But where does it say anywhere that he has the right to terminate someone's parental rights? You know what he's saying he is? A god. That's who he's saying he is. He's saying he's a god. Right? Nowhere in the scriptures are they given authority over the second table of the law. Or the first table of the law that they're God. It says, it says very clearly in the scriptures, let every soul be subject to the higher powers for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. The Bible talks about render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, honor to whom honor, fear to whom fear. Owe no man anything but to love one another. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Why? It's governed by the law. Thou shalt not kill. That's governed by law. Thou shalt not steal. That's governed by law. Life, liberty, and property. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. If there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the second table of the law. Not killing one another. Not stealing. Not committing adultery. Not coveting or stealing somebody's property. And then you go to Revelation chapter 13. And you really see what this is about. Because children were never given to the state. Children were given to children were never given to the state. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I ever since every since every since. 
Oh, ever since Fabian did that, man. I <laughs> oh. Okay. Psalm 127.3. Lo, children are heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are a heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. It has nothing to do with the government. They're a heritage of the Lord. Not a heritage of the state. Bible says that children are given to their parents. They belong to their parents. Just like my wife doesn't belong to the state. My wife belongs to me. My children belong to me. They have my name. That's why when you give a daughter away, the Bible says that it shows that the father gives the, the daughter away. Why? Because she belongs to him. And therefore, that's why a man shall leave his father and mother. He leaves the supremacy of that covenant to enter into another one. Has nothing to do with the state. It has to do with the Lord. God is God is the head over the marriage. Not the state. Children belong to their parents. And that's a fundamental biblical teaching. And that's not popular today. Because government always wants to be God. They always think they're God. Then they get angry and want to kill somebody when you don't recognize them as God. They want to kill you for it. Why? Because I don't think you're God. Oh, time to die. allowing that child to go through an experimental sex change procedure. And we're, we're well beyond the slippery slope, frankly. Uh, the Biden administration is doing everything that they can to terminate. To stop this new policy, what can people do about it? Yeah, there has not been enough pushback. I think, one, it begins with the churches. 
Churches have to get political, and that means they have to stand up for their rights because their rights are being terminated. The rights of Christian parents are being terminated. Again, this is already happening in states like Minnesota and California. What the Biden administration is trying to do is to make this nationwide. Contact your governor and ask your governor to fight the Biden administration's efforts in foster care to fight their. Well, if I contacted my governor, he he he's for it. So it won't do me any good to push Christians Hilton bill. This is the bill that would drive Christian foster care providers out of foster care. It would drive Christian group pose the Paris Hilton bill. We have we have good Republican conservative lawmakers that are sponsoring this legislation like Tommy Tuberville in Alabama. They need to know that this is very dangerous. Wait, how is he good if he's sponsoring this? How is he good if he's sponsoring it? We have very good legislators sponsoring this bill. What? Yeah, conservative ones. Yeah. For Christian providers. The third thing that people need to do, and this really hits home, is you have to take away your kid's phone or don't give them a smartphone. Number one. Number two, get your kids off of social media. And then number three, if you can, pray, you know, pray about it. If you can, take your kids out of public school because it's phones. Well, here you go. Well, why? first of all, why would you give your children that anyway? My son just got a phone at 18 because he's working. But I still, you know what I have on his phone? I have it restricted. He doesn't have YouTube. He doesn't have YouTube. He doesn't have some of those other browsers on there. He doesn't have that. What does he have? I can text him. And sure, if, if somebody wants to find a way to do evil, they'll do it. Okay, I get it. I understand. But I didn't want to introduce him to... Uh, to garbage. Right? Introduce them to a bunch of... Introduce them to a bunch of garbage. But why would your children have a cell phone anyway? Why would your children have a smartphone? Why would you give them internet access to a smartphone and just give it to them? To where you could go on YouTube and watch pornography, like within two strokes you could be watching pornography. Why would you do that? Like they could be just walking down the street and and watching porn. I mean, when I was a kid, I had people that's because nobody watched me when I was like 12 years old. I mean, I had, I had people giving me uh Playboy magazines. Some dude from my martial arts school gave me a trash bag full of Playboys when I was like maybe 13. Yeah. Didn't give him to his own kids, gave him to me. So why would you give that? Why would you give access? Why would you let the world indoctrinate your children? Like for what reason? What good would it do? I fail to see any good that can do by handing them those and letting them do that.
How is that any good for them? It's not. It's stupid. You see, I, I think I did one. I think I did a truck talk on this years ago. I'll give you the title. Here it is. I called it smartphones, stupid parents. Primary school porn problem. Huh? How about that? Smartphone, stupid parents. There you go. Smartphones, stupid parents. Why? Why do they need it? Because you don't want to parent them? I realize you have to introduce your children. And I introduce, I mean, uh, Mandy has an account through me and uh, her mother on Pinterest because she does all these, these, um, Recipes and stuff. That's what she does on there. But we monitor it. We watch it. It goes through our devices. So we're seeing it. So it's all right there. But I don't, we don't hand them. And yes, we have to teach them to be able to go online because it's the world we live in. My son had to eventually get a phone. He was 18. He had to get a phone. He was starting to go out and work and do some of those things. Right? So he's going to need something. He's going to be online. He's going to do something. I can't just keep him like offline until he's like 25. And then he's like, uh, dad, how do I sign into this? I mean, eventually he's going to have to, right? To use the different things that are out there. But we watch, we monitor. I have it on there. I, I, I have things on there for him. Why? And I told him, I said, son, you know, you could rebel against me. You could do what you want. I mean, Really, I, I won't be able to stop you in that sense. But if you listen to me, you'll be blessed and you won't destroy your life. That's what I told him about these years of his life. I said, listen, if you let me guide you and direct you through these years of your, your life, you won't have as many regrets. And you'll be thankful. But if you go your own way and you do your own things and you want all that freedom and liberty right away, it could destroy you. But if you'll listen to me and let, you, let, let, let me guide you through this time of your life, you'll thank God for it. You, you'll be happy. You'll be blessed by it. You won't regret that. You're not missing out on anything except sin and destroying your life. It's all you'd be missing out on. I know what it's like to be impatient and be a youth. I, I understand it. But that's called parenting. Okay. So unless you think the Supreme Court's going to bail you out,
For the third time in the last year, the Supreme Court unexpectedly turned away a case against it to diminish the rights of young transgender Americans in much of the country. Well, people say young transgender Americans, like kids, like my age. What rights do kids have at my age? Uh, The right to life, to live, and the right to obey their parents. Right? The right... The right to obey your parents. That's what you have the right for. You don't have any other rights. You have the you you have the right to obey your parents. On Tuesday, the court announced that it would not hear Metropolitan School District versus AC, a case asking whether public school districts may require transgender students to use bathrooms that align with their sex assigned at birth, as opposed to their gender identity. What a bunch of garbage and nonsense. My gender identity. My gender identity says I'm this. So therefore, if my gender identity says I'm this, then I'm this. My gender identity says I'm a bunny rabbit. See my big ears? Oh, you don't see my big ears? Well, I got big ears, and I'm a bunny rabbit. It's just, it's such nonsense and stupidity. No, what were you born with? Well, that's what you are. Right? That's what you, that's what you is. You is that, and you can't be nothing else. Like Gideon says, well, it is. And I feel like it's time for this science lesson right here. That's simple. I know I don't have a uterus. Are you saying that's the difference between a man and a woman? Is a uterus? Is that it? Is that the difference? So you know what a woman is now? You identify a woman as someone with a uterus? All right, we got that settled. There's only two genders, male and female. Male and female. Only two genders. That lady just reminded me that I don't have a uterus, of which I thank her for noticing that I don't have a uterus because I'm a man and men don't have uteruses. That's correct. And guess what? In the beginning, God made them male and female. There are only two genders, male and female. I'm glad it took the argument of abortion to make you understand that there are only two genders. On mine, you too can understand simple science. Like the body that's in your body is not your body. Simple science from Pastor Cooley. I'm helping you out. Simple science lessons. The second one is that this lady happened to say that she yelled at me that men don't have uteruses. That is correct. That is correct. There are only two genders, male and female. Simple science, male and female. All of you are here today as a result of a male and a female coming together. That's why there is no such thing as the fairy tale of transgenderism. All that means is that someone wants to mutilate your body parts 
You don't change your sex. You don't change your gender. You just become mutilated. That's simple science. Simple science. Let's do it again one more time. The body that's in your body is not your body. That's simple science. There are only two genders, male and female. That's it. A transgender is nothing more than a mutilated person. They don't become a different gender. You cannot change your gender. In the beginning, God made them male and female. Listen up. Also, human abortion is murder because the body that's in your body is not your body. That's how it works. That's simple science lessons from Pastor Cooley. Amen. I'm going to have Andrew put some music to that. That is going to be hilarious. I just thought of that. That's exactly what I'm going to have him do. Put some music to that. That's going to be very funny. All right. Anyway. So on Tuesday, the court announced that it would not hear Metropolitan School District versus AC. In AC, the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit ruled in favor of three trans students. So these students may use the bathroom that aligns with their identity. Because the Supreme Court decided not to hear this case, the Seventh Circuit ruling will stand, at least for now. The Seventh Circuit has jurisdiction over federal legal disputes in Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. The court turned this case away, moreover, despite the fact that it fits the criteria that justices normally use to decide which cases to hear. Among other things, the question of whether trans students have a right to use the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity has divided federal appeals courts, and the Supreme Court frequently steps in to resolve such disagreements. The anti-trans side was also represented by Republican super lawyer Paul Clement, a former U.S. Solicitor General who has an unusual amount of influence over the court's right flank. AC is also the second time in just over a month that the court walked away from a major LGBTQ rights dispute that divided lower court judges. In December, the court also announced that it would not hear Tingley versus Ferguson, a case challenging Washington State's restrictions on conversion therapy, a technique that tries to turn LGBTQ patients into cisgender heterosexuals. Fifth gender. Fifth gender. Right? Is that something? I think all the all the screwy things don't. Let's see. Hey, bro. What do you think of my new vest? Hey, bro. What do you think of my new vest? Pretty sweet, right? Honestly, bro, it's so sis. Is that a bad thing? Hey guys, you know, you really shouldn't say that. What? what? 
Saying something is cisgendered when you mean it's bad, it's insulting. Cis people are real and they have feelings. What if every time something was bad, everybody said, that's so gay? <laughs> oh man, I used to call everything gay in high school. <laughs> Tamagotchi, Smash Mouth, that kid Kenny, who actually turned out gay. Wow. <laughs> I guess I see what you mean. Don't let the bullies get you down, cisgendered man. And remember, it gets better. Thank you. PSA lady, spokesperson. So you really don't like my vest? When you say that's cis, do you think about what you're saying? Knock it off. Hey bro. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that kid, Kenny. <laughs> Every hey, when, that's so true though. Cause I remember in the nineties, everything was gay. I was like, "That's gay, that's gay." That kid Kenny, hey, who turned out to be. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyway. A technique that tries to turn LGBTQ patients into cisgender, that you mean normal people. Like, that's, they're trying to turn them into normal people? See, I don't believe in conversion therapy. I believe in regeneration. Right? I, I believe in regeneration. I believe if people get saved by the grace of God, you won't be a queer anymore, you won't be a sodomite anymore, you won't be a transgender anymore, you won't be an alcoholic anymore, you won't be a drug addict anymore. Uh, God will completely change your direction. That if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things were passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See, I don't believe you can stop being anything. I believe the Holy Ghost of God has got to change your heart and make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's the only way you can be new, and that's the only way that sin will not rule over you. Sin rules over lost people. Sin rules over them, their passions, their lusts, and their desires. That doesn't mean that you and I are never going to lust and sin. It doesn't mean that. That we don't have to repent. That there's not going to be a time when we do wrong in, our, in thought, word, and deed. And we have to get right with God. But you're not going to be a flaming homo. Why? Because that's against natural affection. God's going to change you and make you a new creature. I believe in conversion to Christ. And when you get saved by the grace of God, your life changes. You're no longer the same man you used to be. You'll be different. That's the conversion that I'm talking about. Not with this, not, not religious conversion therapy or something like that. Some like Spanish Inquisition. Additionally, last April in the case of West Virginia BPJ, the court decided not to kick a transgender student off her middle school girls cross country team a lower court had blocked a west virginia state law forbidding her from competing with other girls 
the Supreme Court rejected a request to temporarily reinstate that. So a boy goes over to girls' sports and dominates it, and people act like that's normal. Right? Okay. That's not the way God intended it to be. But I got news for you. What do you have a bunch of girls' sports anyway? Like, why do you have what? Like, the last thing I want to do is is see my girls in yoga pants or short shorts and a t-shirt running up and down a court while men are watching them play basketball or play whatever sport they're playing, softball or whatever else it is. Why? Because how is that helping my daughter with life? Right? These decisions are surprising for three reasons. One, that was that the Republican appointee controls six of the nine seats on the Supreme Court. And this court is often exceedingly sympathetic to concerns raised by the religious right. Just last June, for example, the court ruled that a conservative Christian website designer has a constitutional right to discriminate against LGBTQ Christians or LGBTQ customers. Well, of course they have a right to. You don't have to serve anybody you don't want to serve. Why should you? It's your business. It's your money. And on top of all that, in all three cases... Uh, both AC and Tingley, moreover, satisfied the ordinary criteria the justices used to determine which cases to hear. In both cases, lower courts have divided on what federal law has to say about LGBTQ rights. And on top of all this, in all three cases, the anti-LGBTQ side raised a plausible argument that existing law supports their preferred outcome. The Tingley case turns on contradictory language in a 2018 Supreme Court decision, which can be read to support either outcome in Tingley. In other words, we don't have to use common sense. We need the courts because we can't possibly use any common sense. Right? No common sense. We, simple science is ignored now. We've evolved so far that we can't even accept simple science. I like the profound idea when I look at all of them and I tell them when I'm out preaching to them and you should see their reactions. I say, in the beginning, God made them male and female and all of you here are here today as a result of a male and a female coming together. And there is absolutely no way that anyone is here without that happening. And they just, they, they, they don't know what to say. They're just like, uh-uh. Uh, their heads are about ready to explode, right? That That is what they... That is what happens to them, right? Right, that is what happens here. This, this is exactly what happens.
One more time, just so you know. And one more. That's literally what happens when you tell them that. That's that's what they do. They literally blow up just like that. Trans rights cases involving bathroom and sports raise particularly challenging questions under current law. Again, because you can't you can't use common sense. Bostic asked whether a federal law that pro, that forbids sex discrimination in the workplace also forbids discrimination against LGBTQ. Six justices conclude that it does, and the court held that it is impossible to discriminate against a person for being a homosexual or transgender without discriminating against that individual based on sex. They don't even know what sex they are. If an employer fires a male employee for dating a man, for example, but permits female employees to date men, then that's just ordinary sex discrimination because this employer permits women to do something that men cannot may not do. Sim- similarly, Bostick held that an employer penalizes... An employee who has identified as female at birth for presenting him as a man as otherwise engaging in stereotypical male behavior. But does not penalize a person identified as male at birth for the same actions that is also sex discrimination forbidden by federal law. While this was historic victory for transgender rights, it also left unresolved one of the most important questions that arises in such cases. Whether the concept of gender exists separately as a legal matter. See, that's what they want to do. From status as either male or female as determined by reproductive biology. You mean like common sense? You mean like real science? Observable, repeatable, and testable science? You mean like that? Yeah. Like that. Repeatable, testable, observable. Like real science, right? Real science. Not weird science like that movie in the 80s, but real science. And yet, even if you assume that the law refers only to biological sex, Bokstock still concludes that most forms of discrimination against trans people violate that law because they necessarily require treating men or people assigned male at birth different than women or people assigned female at birth. Federal law, however, also permits sex discrimination in certain limited circumstances. The law forbidding sex discrimination in most educational facilities, for example, permits those facilities to maintain separate living facilities for the different sexes. So, if your daughter was going to the bathroom and some raging pervert dude walked in and exposed himself to your daughter but says, I'm a male or I'm a female, I identify as a female, now, that girl's rights have been violated. She's been violated. And a father would want to rip his head off from limb to limb. Right? But that's what they want to do. By the way, it's been done all over the fa- uh, all over the place. We have seen it in prisons. They've put men 
that identified as women in with the women and the man that identified as a woman slept with a bunch of women. Well, of course he did. He was the only male there. It was like Mohammed's paradise for him. Right? Because he was shut up with a bunch of women. And he's a man. Right? That's how men are, especially lost men. Especially men that pretend to be women. Right? Federal regulations also permit schools to have separate toilet, locker room, and shower facilities on the basis of sex as long as the facilities provide for students of one sex are comparable to such facilities provided for students of the other sex. Similarly, federal bans on sex discrimination have long been understood to permit sex-segregated sports teams, otherwise women-only teams. Right, so then you have a boxing match where uh, a biological male turns himself into a female and beats a woman to the bloody pulp. Which happens now. Or in Olympics or in any of these other things. Right? Right. So those are the, those are the, this is what's going on before the Supreme Court. I think they're punting it for election year. You know, they're building up the fervor for election year. Because if what happens, if what I think is going to happen happens, then... An extreme right wing, hard right regime is going to come in and put down a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. By the way, they're going to blame the Jews for it, too. Because high-level Jews are in certain areas, and they're going to blame the Jews for it. And the Vatican's going to sit down behind the, in the back of it that orchestrated the whole thing and let the Jewish hate and the fervor come up. Because that's what they're going to do. That's what they always do. Okay. Next. A main bill allows authorities to take kids away from parents who resist transgendering their children. First of all, like I said before, they have no right 
They have absolutely zero right to take anything away from parents. They have no authority to do that in the first place. They definitely have none from God. Whatever they do, they whatever authority they pretend to have, it's usurped authority. Because it's not authority from the Lord. A bill being debated in Maine state legislature would give authorities the power to take children away from parents who oppose allowing medical providers to impose gender-affirming care onto their children. And you wonder why people don't trust doctors? Well, they do. People from my parents' generation, they trust doctors like doctors are just below deity. Like, I mean, they're just below deity. They're almost... A fourth part of the Godhead. Almost. That's how they treat them. And me, ISIS, I don't trust any. Like, I think they're lying to me. When they're all like, look, you need this vaccination. You better take this vaccine. Yeah. Okay. You need to stay away from grandma, so we're going to throw her in a nursing home and watch them all die. Okay. Trust us. We know what we're doing. Take this vaccine. Okay. Here, take this Stanton. Okay. Nope. Don't trust them. Don't believe them. And the doctors want to ask all these weird questions. Take children, the Maine state legislature would give authorities the power to take children away from parents who oppose allowing medical providers to impose gender-affirming care onto their children. So in other words, if you take your children, did you know that you don't have to go to the, did you, I don't know if you knew this or not, but did you know that you don't have to go to the doctor for every sniffle you get? Did you know that you don't have to go to a doctor for every single thing with a child? Like, you don't have to go? Like, you don't need to go, like, every time. Yeah, you get on those blood thinners, what happens? They put you on those blood thinners, and then when they take you off of those blood thinners for a short amount of time, you have a blood clot and die. 
Happens a lot. I know four. I know. I know one person in particular who that definitely had to happen to. But it's very common to happen when people are on Stanton and those and those blood pressure. Because by the way, did you know that when you get older, your blood pressure just goes up? Anyway. In its summary, for instance, directly states, the bill authorizes a court to take temporary jurisdiction because a child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming health care for gender-affirming mental health care or gender-affirming mental health care. There seems to be no provision for religious objection. Of course not. No. They they don't want you to have any religious objections. Parents would have no parental rights on the issue. Either they allow their children to be exposed to dangerous and permanent transgendering drugs and surgeries or they lose them to the state. Now, let me just, let me just say this to you. Let, let, me, let me put myself in the wide shot here for a second. So let me get this straight. So our founding fathers... Threw all the tea in the harbor. Went to war. Because of taxation without representation. But these jackboot thugs. Want to tell you. That if you don't let us give your children drugs to alter their body for the rest of their their mind and chemistry for the rest of their life. And if you don't let us cut your children's genitals off, we're going to put you in prison. We're going to take your children from you. Because your children are in a dangerous environment. But you cutting off the genitals of a child? Cutting out their body parts? Giving them hormones? To alter their body? And destroying their lives? It's not abuse? Yeah. You're a bunch of witches. 
You're a bunch of Baphomet worshipping witches. Perverted witches. That is what you call witchcraft. Why is that witchcraft? Because it's opposites. They're projecting on you what they're actually doing. Because nobody just looks at it this way. Your system talked those children into believing that they were made wrong, that they were born wrong. And if I give you enough funny pills, and if I chop off your genitals, or I rip up your genitals, if I cut your breasts off, that's going to make you what you want to be. We used to put people in prison for that. We used to throw people in prison for that. People used to whip perverts like that. Beat them to a bloody pulp and leave them on the side of the road. But now that's supposed to be mainstream? And the people that are bad are the people that say, keep your knife away from my child's genitals. Keep your witch doctor drugs away from my children. They're the bad people? Because you're a freak? And you got devils? See how that works? You see how psycho they are? That's how psycho they are. That's who these people are. They are psychotic. They are devil-possessed. And they are perverts. The new proposed bill in Maine says the state can take custody of a child if the parent opposes sex change surgery and chemical castration of their children. The bill authorizes a court to take temporary jurisdiction because a child has been unable to obtain gender-affirming... Where does it say that they need gender-affirming care? My child might want to drink a bottle of NyQuil. Does that mean they get to? My child might want to play with an Uzi. Should they? My 10-year-old might want to play Russian roulette. Do I let them? Well, they want to. My child might want to play with very sharp knives. Do I let them? My child might want to drive 
my vehicle at 12 years old, 10 years old. Do I let them? They're not even allowed to drink Monsters or Red Bull. But they're but they're wise enough to make the decision to cut their own gen- they can't buy a pack of cigarettes, but they can decide that they're going to cut their genitals off. Do you see what these people are? They're animals. They're brute beasts. They're okay with destroying the lives of children. Why? Because they want that younger generation because they know. They know full well. They know full well that you're to train up a child in the ways to go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right? They know it. So because they know it, they're after them. They're after them to confuse them. If the bill is passed and signed into law, Maine would join other states. If the bill is passed and signed into law, Maine would join other states in eliminating parental rights in favor of the radical transgender movement. A law passed last year in the state of Washington, for instance, prevents estranged parents of minors undergoing transgender treatment from having any say in the medical treatment of their children. No say. You got to pay for everything. You're not allowed to have any say in it. In California law was enacted last year that forces courts to weigh conflicts over gender affirming care in custody matters, giving weight to the child seeking transgendering over parental opposition. So all these little 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 dictators thinking they're God. Also in New York, Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill that protects youths seeking transgendering in the Empire State, even if those children are, f- are from other states and are not citizens of New York. Okay. So these two women openly regretting 
their gender reassignment surgeries. The time to have a chat with these two young girls, and it's sad, man. Some people should be in jail for this. It's good to meet you guys, Chloe, Katie. We happen to be in the same place at the same time. Chloe, I'd, I'd actually heard of you and your story, and thank you for your courage. Thought it would be interesting for you to share in your own words what you went through and to share that with young people across the country so that they're able to understand what you've learned. Yeah, so I'm somebody who went through a gender transition as a minor. I was 12, around the age of 12, when I started experiencing gender dysphoria and feeling that maybe I wasn't a girl. And this whole time, I was actually my mom and dad's son. And I started going through the process of socially transitioning slowly and silently. I never really told anybody until I was a few months in that um, I was identifying as a boy. That um, This is when you were 12? Yeah. I started, I changed my name. Um, I started cutting my hair shorter and I started wearing boys' clothes. And eventually one day I decided that I wanted to... By the way, do you think it's interesting that she just told you like what a boy is? Do you get it? Huh? Do, do you get it? No, she was born a girl. She's a girl. She was born a girl. They're not both boys. They were girls. And they transitioned to boys. And now they went back to being girls. They were always girls. Let my family know, and I came out to my parents, and um, they weren't really sure how to how to what to do about this. And so they brought me to therapy, expecting that, well, since it's a psychological issue, yeah. that surely they would treat it with therapy, and that the underlying issues would be resolved, right? Mm -hmm. But instead, they were pushed into into transitioning me. They were told that. There was no other option but to transition me, and if I didn't go through transitioning, then I would, surely I would kill myself. The therapist and, said this? Yes. Unbelievable. And so what happened then? They didn't... Follow through. Your parents yeah, were confused. They were, they were not only confused, but they were, they were scared, scared of losing their kid. They were... Right. So you see the ultimatum that was given to them, to those, to those girls? The ultimatum that was given to those girls was or to the parents was what well, you just got to make her a boy you have to make her a boy that's why your voice sounds like that because of the hormones you're given the ultimatum of well if you don't have a live trans son then you'll have a dead daughter and so what did they do then they let the doctors go through with it and Really, the course was pretty much led by me as the patient. I started taking, to, I started taking um, puberty blockers and testosterone barely at the age of 13, just six months after being diagnosed with gender dysphoria. And then at 15, the summer after my sophomore year, I underwent a double mastectomy. They removed my breasts. Oh, they did? Yes. I didn't know that part of it. I knew the first part of your story. And when did you come around to the realization that this wasn't necessarily what you wanted? Yeah, um, it wasn't until after the surgery that I started experiencing regret and realizing how transitioning was negatively impacting my life. I realized that... Man, this makes me so angry, what they did to this girl. It ticks me off so bad, what they did to this girl.
how they mess with her like that, how they mess with her mind. These people are stinking evil. They cut that girl, that little girl's breasts off. I'm telling you, it is, it, it is, it is hard not to want to grab those people and really, really, really deal with that. It, it, it's angering. God is the judge. He'll take care of it. Uh, socially, I was missing out on a lot of things. I, because I was presenting myself as a boy, I looked like any other boy my age, mm. and I was still attracted to men. So my dating pool was very limited. All my other friends were starting to get into relationships. They were getting their first boyfriends and girlfriends. And I was always the third wheel. I felt very lonely. And just the, the way the male social structure works was something yeah. that I wasn't really equipped for. Nobody had really told me anything. They never, I never, never really had any preparation for it. And I was barely going into that as, as, a, as a 13 year old. I had no idea. And it was really stressful essentially living a lie. Mm. But the thing that really took me out of it was um, in my junior year of high school, when I was taking a class in psychology, towards the end of the course, I learned about parenting and childhood development. And just learning about all the intricacies that go into raising a child yeah. and the importance of the role of the mother and things like physical affection and breastfeeding, I. It was the first time that I'd really ever thought about anything like that in depth. And you see that she had to go through that. Listen, listen to me for a second. Okay. She had to go through that and learn that from a book instead of experiencing the nurturing and the care of a mother and a family and a home structure that gave her those things. She's learning that in a child development book. She's reading it. She's like, oh, children need the affection of their mother. The nurturing of breastfeeding and the nurturing of, of, uh, uh, of care of a mother. The impact that has. I I realized like this is something that I might not be might not ever be able mm -hmm. to experience because because I started these these the treatment the treatment so young at, at the age, age of 12, 13 13 I I might not be able to naturally mother children and now that my breasts are gone I'll never have the option of breastfeeding my children Yes Rachel you want to cry and I want to cry too but I want to get mad and headbutt something it 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 makes me angry to think about these people that chopped this little girl's breasts off. I, I'm telling you, oh man, does it ever make me mad. It's so diabolically evil. I'm sorry you went through what you did. I have to say that I admire your courage in sharing your story. 
Katie, I know you've been through something similar too. Yes, something similar. So I was a little bit older. I was 18 when I started identifying as male and biologically female. And um, when I was 18, I asked everyone in my family, all my friends and everyone to call me by a male name and use male pronouns to refer to me. Um, that's what's known as a social transition. And because I was old enough from the social transition, I went straight into medical transition. Mm. And there was supposed to be, um, I was supposed to have a therapist for six months to be able to sign off on getting testosterone, but I ended up not needing that at all because the gender clinic that I went to for my first appointment had a therapist in office and they were able to sign off on the hormones right away. So she was supposed to wait like six months. She was supposed to wait six months, but they just pushed it ahead like it was nothing. And get me started on testosterone. And then after that, it was the same deal with um, the double mastectomy. I went through and I had top surgery and I had my breast removed. And you're how old now? 27. And that happened at the age of 18? Yeah, um, 19 when the whole 19. thing really started yeah. with, the, with the medical transition. And then when the double mastectomy didn't feel like it was enough anymore and I had to keep trying to be male, um, I, I had a, a hysterectomy, a total hysterectomy. I had my uterus, ovaries, cervix, and fallopian tubes removed. And actually during that surgery, something went wrong and my- Oh, hold on. These people that did this to them are sick. They are sick. These kids. And people wonder, Pastor, why do you scream? Why do you holler? Why do you yell? Why do you do what you do? This! This is why! Freeze cervix and fallopian tubes removed and actually during that surgery something went wrong and my artery was left open after the surgery so they admitted me to the hospital and they didn't know what was wrong um, I just wasn't recovering and later in the night they ended up doing an ultrasound and they found that I had been bleeding out internally and so they rushed me back into I'm so sorry to, that you went through that yeah Let's so they, what happened. they rushed me back into emergency surgery to fix their mistake, and I had three blood transfusions before I was able to leave the hospital. That, I mean, I'm glad that that at least ended. You know, a lot of that story can end tragically in a lot of ways, but what's your perspective? I mean, I guess if I could ask both of you, to be honest with you, I'm so grateful for you be willing to share your story. I know that's not easy. I'm running for U.S. president. Part of my agenda is to protect young people in this country from these new orthodoxies that are spreading across our country, what would each of your advice be on how I could do that effectively? I think that these treatments need to be banned for people under the age of 18. And for both adults and children who are struggling with gender dysphoria, the standards of care need to be revised because they're trying to completely remove the age restrictions on these treatments and to allow basically anybody the system to transition as they please without really any any previous diagnosis or um, a proper psychological evaluation mm -hmm. that's what i'm thinking about doing i mean i've gotten a lot of the amount of pushback i've gotten when i've said that actually we would 
ban these surgeries, really, mm. body altering surgeries and chemical castration and puberty blockers. And I agree kids with the age Chloe. Of 18. You agree with I, that? I agree with her. At the very least, I think it should be completely banned for people under the age of 18. I just don't think that people that young, um, even even over 18 into your 20s, I mean, mm. it caught me at 18, and I still wasn't able to make the the proper decision. Um, I think that the whole ideology. Well, check this out. The the brain of a male, a man, is not really fully formed in the sense of mature in that until he's about 25. Right? So children make very horrible decisions if they're not guided when they're young. They don't make good decisions on their own. That's why they're to have parents that guide them. They're to have older, elder people to guide them. Why? Because children are not sober. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Gender ideology is harmful, yeah. and everything it touches, it destroys. <laughs> Based on the just the backlash that I've seen in the world I'm in, I can only imagine. Because you listen to what she said. The second girl said, you know, I don't even think people in their 20s can make a good decision like that. Their early 20s. She said, it caught me when I was like 19. And I just 18, and I ran with it, and it was a bad decision. So they're admitting that it's not. But listen, this is the same platform that Trump has, by the way. Trump's platform is to outlaw it for under 18. That's, that's the outcome that, that he wants to have with that. What the two of you have been through. What's been the reaction of the... LGBTQIA plus community, etc. To your stories and you sharing your stories, what's been the reception you've gotten? I mean, from the very beginning of my detransition, just talking about my experience has attracted a lot of hatred from this community that I once was a part of. In what ways does that manifest itself? I mean, um, I've had people harassing me. I've had people even making like different accounts to to like stalk me across my social media on. And I've been told things like, that. well, you don't just, you didn't deserve to have people care enough about you to let you go through these treatments. You stole resources from us and you need to stop talking about your story because you're harming the real transgender community. Have you, has it been your experience as well, Katie? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's tough because I don't even want to be on social media because there's just so much negativity around detransitioners saying that we don't deserve support. I'm so grateful. Courage is important in this country, and I hope that even though you went through difficult experiences, I hope that you sharing your story helps kids who were in your the position that you guys were in years ago from having to go through similar kinds of suffering. Thank you so much for Thank you. your courage and your honesty, and I wish you guys nothing but the best. Thank and you. if I can be helpful along the way at any point, 
now or in the future just let me know thank you so thank much you, thank you all the best anybody with a brain knows that we have a mental health crisis here in the united states and the reason i'm sharing this clip is because vivek ramaswamy somehow appears to be the only candidate who apparently has the time to actually meet and have a conversation with real anyway so They talk hate. Yeah, they do. They hate him. Why do they hate him? Because they don't fit in their plan. Because this is the truth. The transitioning. The detransitioning, right? Um, or transitioning movement, I should say. You know, that that transitioning movement. is is a mafia in its own the lgbtq it's 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 a mafia hey lisi said something about it he was brave enough to talk about it most politicians won't even talk about it at least he said something about it i mean at least that Vivek guy, at least he said something. He's not wrong with what he said. I I don't think he's wrong with what he said. I mean, I'm glad he said something. I don't agree with his position about 18 and over thing, but at least he talked about it. Nobody else would even talk about it. Nobody else has said a thing about it. But he talked about it, right? He at least brought it up and brought their story out. He was brave enough to put his name to their story. I mean, that says something. I, I'm not voting. Obviously, I don't waste my time. But the point is, is that what he brought out here was true. That this is what they're doing. You know, at least he was willing to talk about it and and use like real life stories of things that have happened. You know, but this is part of their platform. You know, it is part of their platform because it's part of Trump's too. They take the worst case scenario of chopping off little kids' genitals, but they'll support Caitlyn Jenner. That's what Trump does. So, in that sense, yes, it's a, it's a, uh, it's political. You know, it's it's political. It's a political move. You know, but, but at least he's talking about it. So a lot of people won't even, won't even deal with it. They, they don't even, they don't even want to come out and say anything, but it's all part of the, it's all part of the, the political spectrum because see, Trump's going to come out and he's going to, he's going to push the. He's going to push push the three exceptions to abortion. And he's going to 
push the platform of outlawing transitioning of children under 18. So that's what Trump is going to do. That is going to happen too. So that's part of his platform. That's what that is. That's, that's why. So they're all politicians in the end, but I'm still glad that he said something about it. Right? Just like in the Roman Empire, I'm glad that... I'm glad that... Uh, I'm very glad that Constantine stopped killing... Constantine! Stopped killing Christians, right? I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, he stopped killing Christians, right? That doesn't mean I agree with everything else he did, and I trust him. It just means I'm glad that, that he stopped killing Christians. But anyway. Caitlyn Jenner, or not Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce Jenner. Sorry, I called him Caitlyn. Bruce Jenner is nothing more than a psyop. He was already part of the system. He was already in the system. Jenner was already a part of it and was conditioned for that. Already part of it. So that's that's important to understand because that's just the truth. It's already part of that system. Okay, here we go. Magnify the Lord with me and bless his holy name. Sing praises to his majesty and all his works proclaim. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and bless his holy Celebrate the Father's gift, oh, let me and them ring. With grateful hearts we welcome him, our prophet, priest, and king. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, oh, magnify the Lord with me, oh, magnify the Lord with me, and bless his holy name. Holy name. 
Okay, one more here. Weep not, weep not, weep no more, for one is found worthy, Jesus Christ the Lord, the Lion of Judah, the Savior, the Great I Am. Receive wisdom and strength, worthy of honor and glory and blessing. Christ the Lord, so join all creation and echo the heavenly song. Sing with the angels, one hundred million strong. Worthy to receive wisdom and strength, worthy of honor and glory and blessing, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Amen. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. Hope you have a uh, good day, and I hope you have a good weekend here, and hope you're blessed by everything. And I know it's a dark subject to talk about, but it's one that's necessary to talk about. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, you could point people to this, and you could have them listen to that and that testimony from from those uh, from those young ladies and it may help somebody this broadcast like this may help somebody to think about that but uh, anyway so pray for our ministry and uh, 
pray for uh, my studies tomorrow as I study out the Colosseum and get moving on that tomorrow. I'm excited about that. In this cold weather, I'll sit here and study for hours and get everything done, Lord willing, that needs to be done. And uh, pray for us about that. Pray for us about our upcoming trip to Canada, Pastor Jeffrey and his church. And uh, amen, Brother Ross. I hope you're feeling better. Pray for Brother Ross. He's been sick. He's on the mend. He's heading back in the right direction, but he's he's had some real rough uh, sinus and uh, type conditions, so coughing and all kinds of stuff. So just pray for him that God would heal him up. Amen. Uh, but you pray for uh, us about all that. Pray for our ministry. If you'd like to give, do it. Salvationpreacher at gmail.com is our PayPal address. You can go to oldpazbaptistchurch.org. And uh, click on donate there, and you can donate through there. You can mail us something. Our address is at the bottom of the screen down there, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. And don't make it out to Old Paz Baptist Church, please. Just make it out to me. And the reason why is because we're not a corporation. We're not a 501c3. When people make it out to Old Paz Baptist Church, it makes it more difficult because there really is no Old Paz Baptist Church in the eyes of the state. Uh, so anyway, um, when you give, or you can make it out to uh, Old Paz Baptist Church Trust 2017 uh, or Pastor uh, Jason L. Cooley, pastor slash trustee of Old Paz Baptist Church because we're organized as a trust. Uh, and uh, that way we're not a 501c3. We don't have a tax identification number and we don't give any uh, tax identification, uh, tax, uh, slips out for people that give money. Okay. So we just, you just give to the Lord's work because you want to give to the Lord's work. Amen. So anyway, and if not pray for us and God will speak to somebody else's heart who is well able to, to do that. Amen. Cause God is well able to meet, supply all your needs. All right, everybody. God bless you all. And, uh, we'll see you soon here.